So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this June 18th, 2013 episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields. And off to my left, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Um, I'm good, Rick. I'm getting some really funky static sounds tonight. We're getting a little um, static on this end. I was wondering if that was you. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure if it's me. I've noticed it with my home phone lately, too. So oh, I mean, I um, the connection, not so much the the could just be all that quartz that's in the ground where you live. That's what I'm wondering if it just messes with uh of course with we've been Aussie technology. We've been in the in the history of the show, you know, what we've been doing this what long time now? I don't know. Yeah. Three years? Is it? Two years? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh we've blown up uh, I've lost count of how many internet modems we've blown up. Um <laughs> Well, I think twice we've had a guest that, like, right at the end of the show, we, you know, they pretty much say goodbye, and we say who's going to be on the next show, and then I'll try to say goodnight to them one last time, and they're not there. And we find out later it's because we blew up their modem. We run a lot of energy through yeah. the phone lines. What can we say? It happens. But we're yeah. thrilled yeah. to have the technology we've got because, you know, I'm in Houston. You're in the Laurentians up in Quebec. And, uh, and tonight's guest is coming from clear around the world over in New Zealand. So it's it is just amazing and 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 a blessing what we're able to do these days. Absolutely, it is very I've, very cool. I've often said, and I'm sure I stole the line from somebody because I know a lot of other people have said it. But that once everybody can talk to everybody, it's it's really kind of hard to start wars and stuff because people are like, "Wait, what are you talking about? The people over there want to kill us." I my best friend's over there. He's going to the movies tonight. What are you talking about? And uh, so it's a it's a blessing in so many ways. It is. It is. It is. It's absolutely awesome. And um, well, what more is there to say about it? Really? Well, I, other than it's I'll say one more thing about tech. Just uh, we we don't push our blog much because you know except to remind everybody it archives all of our shows uh but you can pop by everydayconnection.me because we've just posted uh gene had the pleasure of being on real honest to goodness terrestrial old-fashioned radio and uh, mm-hmm. we have to like go somewhere to be in the studio and uh that's got to be a cool experience. I was thinking we should have sent a photographer along to get a picture of you at a real radio console. 
uh, um, I think that Shauna took a bunch of photos. Actually, oh, good. And I never good. got them off her, so I will have to nudge her for those and see if I can get them. Because the real, you know, photos. I mean, well, we took pictures when we did the show in Costa Rica. Um, but we did it up in the rancho, and there were people around, you know, because the rest of the time I generally do the show in my pajamas, so, you know, or sometimes do. And that's it's not, you know, necessarily a pretty picture. <laughs> no, all of my pajamas are matching colors. Thank you very much. My mother dressed me well. Of course you have matching pajamas. Of course. Okay. Let's <laughs> try to get the bad jokes out of the way so we don't have to... You know, we labor our guests with them, <clears throat> but there's not yes, really yes. too much more to, to banter about. I, there's, you know, there's a gazillion things going on in the news, but that's, you know, that's kind of the forecast I would say for the next, you know, few months. Craziness. I would think so. I would think so that you know, I mean, the way things are going, that it's just a whole lot of, but the changes are speeding up exponentially. So I'm. Sure, this news is going to be wonky for the next few months, but that's okay. Wonky yeah. is good. Everybody and, take a deep um, breath, and you know, things have been peaceful around here this week, so there's really nothing to tell. Um, nothing overly exciting and adventuresome on this end, other than you know some and planting of beans. <laughs> planting beans and peas Cucumber. today, so that you can cucumbers and uh, end up with peas in a pod later. Yes. Um, yes. And and I'm still moving through, uh, sometimes not quickly enough, but moving through the, uh, the machinations to be two weeks from tonight, July 2nd. I will be, we will be doing the show, I will be in Costa Rica. Again. And uh, only without you, so I'm not sure it will be quite the same Costa Rica. But That's okay. But I'm sure it'll be nice. Well, no, of course it won't. Um, it will absolutely be an amazing experience for you, though. And apparently a little bit of Costa Rica has come here because we've had our own rainy season, complete with um, crazy fogs hanging low in the trees and um, looking all misty and warm and crazy animal sounds that we've never heard before. So uh, oh. it's is the... Welcome yeah, the, the weather world. has been really, <laughs> really, we've had a wet season here. Um, people are kind of stumped because they don't know what to do with the gardens. Um, but, you know, well, I, it's cool. <laughs> I did make a post today. There, uh, there's a, there's a thing in the BBC. Apparently they're going to, a uh, bunch of meteorologists are going to get together and try to understand the, quote, unusual, unquote. Uh, weather patterns of late and uh, uh, do an analysis or so I posted it with the comment that yeah. said the term the term usual is obsolete analysis complete that is all <laughs> I mean it's it's borderline ridiculous that these guys who are supposed to be the greatest minds of our time quote unquote ha 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 are still doing freaking analysis on stuff that many of us see as as being simply Mother Nature's cycle. Doing her thing. And you can look back as far as you want in history, and 
if you can't recognize that Mother Nature has cleansing cycles and that she does this in order to ensure her own survival and continued evolution, um, then I, I don't I don't know how people are missing it. I don't know how they can be confused by it. And I don't know, frankly, quite frankly, I don't know why the hell anybody would be scared by it. I find it fascinating um, to be alive in a time where I'm bearing witness to such a remarkable shift, not just within the people that live on the planet, but within the planet itself. So, um I don't know. Another study. Carry on, guys. Waste more money. Go ahead. It's yeah. just a cycle. Well, they, it's just a cycle. Like everything else on our planet, it's just a cycle. <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, you can. it, it must be, they, they finally got enough with quantum, got far enough with quantum mechanics, quantum physics, that they realized that this was all illusion because they're doing goofy. They, they just, like two years of research just completed. Uh, they've discovered you can map the... You can make a 3D map of the interior of something by studying the echoes. And I'm like, have you heard of bats? Have you talked to a sonar man on a submarine? What? Are you people crazy? This took research? What? <clears throat> so, yeah. You know, for everybody that, you know, was a believer in the 50s that science was the answer to everything, we have your answer. <laughs> Um, so I really uh, think the indigenous people are sitting back laughing their asses off at this point. But that's oh, they've got to be. The they, they really Did we mention, um, we didn't mention the Harley-Davidsons, though. That just, we'll top it off no, with the Harleys, we didn't. and then we'll, and I we'll introduce our guest. I, Come know, on We should it. mention that. Yeah, we should. Well, I, I want to give a shout-out to, um, to all the bikers over in Europe for... Um, Reaching the gap, so to speak, and reaching out and and the Pope Francis for welcoming them with open arms. And um, I mean, I don't think that's ever been done on that I, scale. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that it's ever. You know, thirty thousand bikers descend on Rome, and you know, ten or thousand or so drop by the Vatican for a blessing. You know, and and I saw the video. The Pope, you know, you know, welcome to the all over people from uh, Harley-Davidson. And I'm like, wow. Wasn't it just the 60s when it was the Hells Angels and now they're in the St. Peter's Square getting blessed by the Pope? What? You know? Very, very cool. Uh, did they not give him a jacket? Did I hear that right, that they gave him? They gave him two all-white uh, Harleys for the Vatican Police Force. Uh, you know, the full-dress police Harley. And they gave him a leather jacket with Harley patches all over it and stuff. That's awesome. And uh, in the photo, he had a big smile on his face. And, you know, the article was all about, but he'll probably forego the jacket for his usual stuff. And I was like, that dude went home and put that jacket on. I'm telling you. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do it again, that he would actually put it on and, and you know, Because, uh, I mean, I mean, for heaven's sakes, he, you know, there's been no head of the Vatican Bank for like two years now because nobody wants it because it's a hot potato and it's all screwed up. So he appointed the hotel manager from the little hotel where he stays because he doesn't live in the papal mansion apartment thing. He lives in the hotel in two rooms. So he's been sitting around talking to the hotel manager. He's like, where are you go? 
you're an honest guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, enough of the Rome folly. You know, it's, it's fantastic examples of having um, taking it down several markets. You know, um, and that's what you need, really. I, I'm not, again, I'm not going to say, yeah, you can say all you want about the history of church. Yes, I agree. There have been a lot of mistakes made, um, but not just this religion or society. There's several different religions, places, and it's all made mistakes. But if you want to move further forward and continue to provide comfort for those who have a certain so I got to commend them. Well, and I think it's such a I think it's such a grand example for, you know, everybody's like, yeah, well, I agree. Okay, we don't want to blow up the governments and the corporations because too many people earn their salaries there, and it would just cause chaos. So let's find a way to but, – but it's too big of a change. Nobody could make that big of a change. Hey, well, you know, the Pope rides the bus. There's a change exactly. for you. And, exactly. You know, Pope rides the bus and – yeah. All right. Well, let's. I tell you what. I don't know how bad the static is on your end, but apparently we're listening to a radio show. We almost couldn't hear you uh, that last little bit. So how about I try calling you back, and we'll introduce from my end. And, and sure. We've got a great connection in New Zealand. <laughs> uh, but let me try your let me try your regular telephone. And okay. Static. Good luck with that. Oh, gee, I hate it when she's like that. Oh. Ah, well, now she's gone for the home phone and she's not going to be able to answer the Skype. Okay. Hello. It's still there when I hang up on you, so it's just what we're doing ah. for tonight. So it's not me. We'll, we'll all meditate for clear communication, transglobalist. Uh, because we have with us tonight author and someone who's got perfect timing with all this stuff that we're talking about because I think one of the best ways to handle all of the big changes and all of that is with love. Love yourself. Try to love everything that's going on and if nothing else, love yourself. And uh, so we have with us uh, author Kimaya from New Zealand. Welcome. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Lovely to be along. Can you hear me? I'm so glad that you could join us and uh, uh, coming to us from the future, at least for those of us here in North America, because it's uh, Wednesday morning over there. And uh, as we've done before with uh, uh, Anne Allison, who's joined us from Australia several times. Uh, but again, that's that technology stuff that we were talking about. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. Wonderful when it works. Well, I was just going to say, I can hear you now, Jane. That's fantastic. So, yeah, clear communication yeah. all around. <laughs> it's, it's suddenly cleared right up. So, you know, we'll have to put a disclaimer when we post the show. <laughs> yes, apparently so Kim, the universal oh, forces weren't in favor of the banter, but the interview and conversation will be fine. Apparently. <laughs> 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 Too funny. So, um, I'll get started by asking you that first 
key question, and then we'll see uh, where it takes us from there. Um, okay. Who on earth are you, and what do you do? Oh, woohoo! <laughs> well, I'm Kimbaya. I'm a multidimensional being, remembering all the way through to my physical physicality. I am an author. I'm a parent, a mother, uh, a lover of life, a teacher, and I simply love people. I love all life, and I I believe that I'm here to remind remind people of their true magnificence. There we go. In in short. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a fun job. Yeah. Reminding people how awesome they are. Rick and I wouldn't know anything about that. I was going to say, I wouldn't know anything about that. You do it beautifully. So, how did you get started doing what you do, love? I mean, do you just be born loving people, or did you take a wee bit of a journey to get there? Yes, and it has to be to do with my life journey. Uh, but even as a child, I I innately told stories. So, as a child, I was one of six children, and I had a lot of pretty pretty intense experiences right from very young, all the way through. And I now in the pertinence of this. But of course, at the time, very challenging. But what I would do was tell stories, and my brothers and sisters would get around, and this would bring us into a whole, whole different space. So, out of say trauma or hurt and pain, and into a really happy space. And it wasn't until years later, one of my sisters started talking about the stories that I used to tell. Um, she said, where did you get those stories from? How come they never ended? You know, it would be night after night. A different story. And it got me thinking, you know, what a good question. Where, where did they come from? And so I I thought about it, and that now I understand fully. It was my soul expressing, you know, my soul. Because I never sought them out through my mind as such. They were just there. It was there, and it just came up. Automatically, I just spoke it. You know, and, and my brother or sister would say, oh, tell us another one, tell us another one. And so you request it and another one would would come out. And as I say, I never planned it or thought it up as such. It just flowed. So it wasn't until my late 20s, a lot of changes, really big changes. Actually, up until then, I, I look back now and I say I was in quite a soul sleep. So that's meaning I was experiencing life. I did a lot of travel and uh, experiencing life fully. However, I was quite asleep when it comes to soul and spirituality. Uh, It wasn't until late 20s that I started writing. I just had the urge to write. And it became an automatic nightly habit, uh, because what I found was uh, every time I shut myself away at night time in my room, 
maybe I'd light a candle. I always had fresh flowers. I, so I created a lovely atmosphere. The feelings that came over me, nothing else in my life experience that has given me such feelings. And so just as when I was a young child, these ideas, these words just started flowing. So I just put the pen to paper and sometimes it, I would just write and write and write. It would just flow for up to an hour. And I had no idea what I'd just written. It was like I was so encased in love. I was in such a magnificent place. I was quite oblivious of what was coming down, what, what was being written down onto the paper. It wasn't until I, I'd read it the next day or the next month, I was quite taken by what I was writing and I started sharing it. And it was people that were saying, wow, that's amazing, that should be a book. Now that's how I came to write one of my first books, Medicine in Motion. Medicine in Motion was all about everything that I was coming into or experiencing at that time in life, which was like awakening up, being aware of so much more energy, love, power within, so much more than anything outside of myself. So this book, Medicine in Motion, was like my way of putting it all down into paper. It was a reminder to everybody of who you are, of the importance of having self-responsibility, claim who you are. And it's not about putting blame on anything outside of you or circumstances or blah, 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 but claim responsibility for who, who you are for the life that you have lived and the life that you now choose to live. It's about living love. Now, that first book, I, I automatically had a had a, a wee book that I just channeled also. It came out so fast. When I think it was the first book that it happened over time, whereas the, the children's book, which is like sister and brother, so literally, it was just an overnight channeling. It just came through, and it was when I had it critiqued and prepared for the publishing, there was not, not a mistake other than my own spelling. <laughs> it was just perfect as it was and always the writing is rhythmic and has a rhyme and a catchiness. Now I'm, I understand now that I, I work very closely with Archangel Raphael and Archangel Mary and for those of you listening that also have a connection with Mary or Raphael, You'd already know that uh, Raphael has a wonderful sense of humour, which was really wonderful for me at growing up as humour and play. It wasn't very present in my day-to-day -day experiences. So when I grew and created this space, so much love and joy and then playness, playfulness started coming out. And so from those books, I started writing children's books. I, I just wrote these. The stories were always specific about soul, about the power within. But they came out in stories, um, Tom and Beth actually, uh, 
I've, I've never published those stories. To me, I can look back now and I just see them as training me, putting me in, getting me disciplined into the writing and trusting that everything I was experiencing, just to trust to write it out, getting used to it, uh, yes, discipline. Anyway, with the, the latest books on love, wow, they're just magnificent. They are like such a multidimensional way to experience love. Uh, I think from memory I forwarded the e-version of the book. Jane and Rick, did you get them? Hello? What's that? Hi. Oh, I thought I'm trying to remember if... I don't think I... No. I don't recall. Oh, look, I'm sorry. I'm glad you answered then. I thought I might have been disconnected and talking away to myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was no. just sorry. I, um, I was just trying to think, and I don't remember you sending it. No, no worries. Well, I tell you what I will, because that you'll know what I'm talking about when I say it's such an experience beyond just physically holding a book. Um, every page is multicolored. Beyond visually, it, it's like a, an emotional, mental, a spiritual experience. The feedback that I've had, it, it's really beautiful. You hold the book and travel the, the younger, all the flavors of love. If a child that's quite either angry or upset or in any, any type of trauma, for example, when you hand them that book, it is incredible how instantly it brings them into a calmness. And then it has a way of speaking soul to soul. So by the time they've flipped through the pages, you know, they put the book down and they're in a, a whole different place. You know, they've come back into themselves. They have a whole different understanding. So it goes without saying that um, the making of your priority is very much the same. It's a, it's a beautiful reminder. Whoever the person is reading... So wherever you are at in your life, whether you be a very a daily practicing spiritual individual that does perhaps yoga and meditation, or whether you're just starting out from exploring who I am, who you are, this book speaks on all levels and it's very multidimensional, meaning that it's, it's wonderful for mind, for bringing the mind into a center into a higher understanding for your emotions, calming the emotions and also raising them into a higher truth, body and soul. So a, a wonderful way of connecting with the truth and going beyond mundane and bringing you into who you really are. And see, love, the most important overlooked daily thing on the planet. You know, learn what love is. Learn how to love yourself, you know, authentically and how, how to make love your daily priority. Doing this daily will change your world just a little bit every day, just consciously choosing to tune into love. I say to people, how consciously conscious are you choosing to be? Or, 
how aware of your awareness are you? So just take this question right into yourself. So I'm going to ask you not to think with your head about this. You know, how consciously conscious, what does that mean? Out of the head, come right into the heart. And I'm feeling that everyone listening here today is very heart orientated, so that's perfect. And in your heart, ask yourself, how aware of my awareness? So where am I choosing to put my awareness? Because everything I'm choosing to focus on is my outer reality. So when I'm in my heart space, choosing loving thoughts, choosing to focus my awareness on all the beauty that is around me in every moment. And I just want to say, yes, there's chaos. And yes, there's other things going on all the time. However, you have a choice to be fully present in love, regardless of what's taking place outside of you, around you, right in front of you. You choosing to place your thoughts and feelings in love just by focusing on, it might be a bird, a butterfly. There's always something right there that will bring you into a loving space, a thought that brings you back into the heart space and out of those, out of worry or fear or those such thoughts. So, right. I'll just pause there for a minute well, and she. <laughs> Take a little drink of my beautiful water. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and I like the way that you said that, you know, whatever we're choosing to focus on, that's our outer reality. Because it, you know, people, well, I have, I want to be aware of this because it's what's real. And it's, well, yeah, because you're aware of it. It, it, it. But you don't have to, you know. There, we banter about stuff from the news often at the beginning of the show, and there's certainly, if you simply want to go by the volume of what's printed, lots of other things that we could focus and talk about. And it, it, so many people want to get stuck in that, you know, well, I'm not going to be a Pollyanna, and I'm not going to hide my head and be an ostrich and... Um, I have to know what's going on in the world. I have to be aware of who's out to get us. I have to be aware of all the. the I want to be informed so that I can, yeah. so that I can do something about it. And it's like, dude, you know, if honestly, my honest answer now is, if you could just find it within yourself to be at peace and to see our world as the beautiful, majestic, amazing place that it is, and yeah. just expect. Yeah light yeah. and love and to know yeah. that that's our right as human beings to experience that in our interactions, then that would be what you would get. Yes. Exactly. Outside of distraction, it's, you know, the, the, some people, what, what you're talking about, Jean, it's almost like they, it's like an addiction for them. Like for me, my, my addiction is chocolate. And I love baking, you know, and sweets. And 
so it's like they they're happy to talk about news and things that really aren't raising them up or doing them at all their their health any good. It's like a, using it as a distraction from actually dealing with what's real and what who they really are. You know, this is the big question I believe is who am I? You know, who are you? When you truly ask yourself, who am I? You're so much more than just a human being reading the news, you know, or, or looking at the telly. You are so, so, so much bigger than that, and there's so much more. And for the first time on this planet, it is safe to be all that you are, to honestly, truthfully, and Rick, um, earlier on with Jean, when you were discussing um, what was the topic, it was perfect, I believe, because right now, it's time for transparency through technology, you're explaining how it exposes the truth so rapidly that people aren't able to pull off, let's say, manipulate others anymore because the truth is out there, really quick. And I believe this is what it's all about. It's now time that the consciousness is such now that there's no hiding from the truth. It's time for integrity and transparency. And if you think about that for a moment, what a beautiful place. When everything is transparent, nothing can be hidden or, or you know, it, it just is. And feel the love because of this. There's no more all those old patterns that perhaps have been playing through us genetically, that have been passed down as fears, whether it's to do with relationships, money, not being good enough, blah, 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 blah. None of that can be. <laughs> None of that can be anymore because I've always said, with enough love, all of that melts away. When you fully, when you just for a moment get a glimpse of your magnificence, of what you truly are, you will be amazed. And yes, you do affect the weather. That was the other topic, Jane. <laughs> you know, to the point when you are holding, when you are awareness, when you are aware of even a fraction of who you truly are, the the earth beneath your feet responds. You know, everything responds to this magnificent being that's waking up. Your energy field expands, and the more you learn about who you truly are, the more you expand to the point where you're affecting people miles, within miles of your radius. You know, you're affecting them. Your light is reaching and touching. You're affecting the weather. <laughs> and that's, it, it, it's always fascinated me since I, um, since I started writing myself. I'm very much like you wrote myself into the answers i didn't study this i didn't i just woke up one day picked up a pen and the answers and the questions because that's key like you you, you could yeah. want the answers all you want but if you don't have the right questions you're not going to get the right answers um yeah. so the answers and the questions just started coming and through that process through that process of writing myself awake so to speak yeah. I tapped into that, what is there left to fight against? 
Yeah. The very idea of fighting against something creates the thing that needs to be fought against. And it, it's so yeah. hard to get sometimes clicked over to that, to that, ugh. Oh, that aha moment. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> right? It's actually but in the... Romantic, the sorry. I was just going to say, in, in the letting go, when you let go, in that moment, something happens. You let go, and then the light comes on, and there's this big, aha. What was that all right. about? <laughs> you know, how did, how, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Like a passion. Well, we've had such. Sorry, we're all excited now, so we're all. Yeah, it's good. It's great. We've had such a beautiful and you know I know painful and don't I'm not trying to be cold, but we've had such a beautiful example recently in Turkey. Some people got together and had a protest because they didn't want trees cut down and they didn't want this building built, but it was reasonably small and it was just about trees. But the government stepped in and pushed against with, like, everything they had instantly. And within 24 hours, the whole country erupted in, whoa, wait a minute. So now there really is, like, something that the government has to fight against because there's people saying, we want you to go away. But that's not – there was nobody, really, that was at that park that they attacked or – enforced against whatever however you want to describe that there was there was nobody there that was asking the government to step down they just didn't want them to build a mall on the last green spot in the middle of town <laughs> you know but yeah. but that action of pushing against it it's a thousand times bigger than it was well there's there's so uh, listen there's ample evidence evidence of it in nature i mean it, really think think about Go outside for a little bit and watch the animals and the insects and the bugs. I mean, we're told from the time we're little, itty-bitty children, leave the bee alone. If you don't bother it, it won't bother you. Try to swat at it, though. Things coming at you. And that is just a rule of thumb in nature. I mean, if you can, if you run into a bear in the bush, we were taught very young because I lived, I spent my summers in northern Canada, and there were bears out there. You're taught, curl up, cover your head, play dead. Bear will probably bat you around a couple times and go away. The evidence is there in nature. Don't fight against. You know, just let it go by you. And just... Back if away can, if you can. Yeah. You know? no that doesn't mean that you don't acknowledge the fact that the bee is there. You know what I mean? Like, you see the bee buzzing on the flower? Yeah, it's there. But you walk by it. Or you or, let it go by you. You don't ignore it, but you don't get afraid an, of it. You don't get up and grill because of the threat. You don't you don't yes. flat the angry dog, but you also don't turn your back and run in fear. You just back away. Right. Just back away yeah. gently. And yeah. you're acknowledging it. You're you're looking at it. You know you're facing it. Yeah. But but you're like, okay, cool. You do your thing. I'll do mine over here. See ya. Observing. 
Yes, observing. So you're kind of in a state of neutrality. You're observing and you actually become a part of it, if that makes sense. You know, so talking about nature, and it's, it's interesting the sample that you gave, Rick, because the people are saying, you know, don't take this piece of nature away. You know, we've got enough concrete jungles. That, that little piece of nature probably has such a profound effect on moods of people and the clearing of energies. It's a beautiful piece. You know, it's quite significant to hang on that. But what you're saying. Letting go, observe, and hold on to the feeling of what it would be like to have that there instead of going into resistance and saying, you know, protest, we don't want, we don't want. As you say, you know, you're resisting and then therefore it only feeds. You actually go into the state of what it is that you do wish to achieve or how you do want it to be. Right, and and it's what a lot of these sandpapery examples, you know, going on on the planet are about. But it, in any one of these cases, you know, if 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 either one of the those first movements had instead of a little push, had been a little chat, you know, yeah. and um, uh, you know, there there used to be something to this whole power thing, and now it's all empower and um co-creation and um it and, and there's so much there's just so much more of it the balance is so out of whack to the good side but we 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 fall down by watching and focusing on and you 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 talked about it being an addiction uh, to some to some extent i think that a lot of modern society stuff is has resulted in an addiction to adrenaline. And, yes. and you know... Um, Looking outside of themselves. And, and, and that happened. And, oof, oof, ah, and instead of going from, you know, aha to aha to ooh, cool, it's going from ah, 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 you know. And it, 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 it's a subtle shift, but really, people, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, it it it's like it's, it's you got to keep it going. You got to have twenty four hour TV, and you got to have this, and you got to have do it. I got to have fast car, and I went ha ha. Makes me tired. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's over stimulating, and it, and it's preoccupying people, keeping them external and actually out of what what I believe to be the most essential thing. You know, which you find in nature. You know, when you when you have a quiet moment in nature whether you're observing the bee or just quietly sitting there and breathing, enjoying the fresh air, what happens? It clears the mind. It clears you. You expand and answers come. Um, I believe what you were just saying, Rick, also it's a shift from the love of power to the power of love. You can feel the change. So all those that were holding on to the idea of the love of power and the need and the greed... That melted away in you know, through transparency, integrity, communication, through truth, getting the word out. All these things are just exposed so quickly. All things that aren't in integrity or love or truth. Therefore, those that were in the old of the power of love 
the love of power, uh, sorry, ran the other way. The love of power is replaced by the power of love through transparency, through integrity, through the openness, honesty, um, the sweetness of life. It's in the bees. And people less and less want to turn on the tally. And these distractions that have become like a habit, uh, stimulation, distraction, you know, going from, I've noticed young children going from spelling lessons all day at school, spelling, dancing, music, sports, every day of the week it's like, stop, you know, when do they have time to be a child to just not have, you know, to do things? It's, it's essential to have every day, have quiet time, you know, come into and to be able to assess the day, to stop, quietly go over the day and then spend a little time on focusing on what it is, where you're moving, what to, you know, where you're going. But being fully in the moment, in the here and now. <laughs> well, there's no place else to be, really, you know. But... Uh, um, it 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 is it's so important and you're so right it's so you know missing from so many things i mean it it, it i saw a post today about an executive coach that was like i went to see this ceo and he went to nine cities in one day on his private jet that's why he has a jet cuz the only way he can go that many places and and there's just no way you can evaluate your life or your job no. When you're moving that fast, yeah. and um, they, you know, you mentioned schools, and and we talk a lot about education here because, uh, you know, really the next generation, not yeah. to mention the next seven, just the next one is such a big deal, um, and um, the the idea of some sort of a quiet time. I'm not going to use the term meditation because I don't want to freak anybody out. I don't care. Quiet time is as good a name for it as anything. Yes. Even and taking a walk, just taking a walk, a little, a little something that's for you, like to you, whether it's a little walk. Something to, to you know, have that pause. And, and yes. they've, they've done experiments with this. You know, we're talking about the real studies that they've they've done, and it, to me, again, this yeah. is something you need to study to know that it's true. But but they have it reduces kids that they thought were on had ADHD. Turns out that a little meditation, and there's nothing wrong with them. And kids that were being violent and maladjusted, turns out a little meditation. There's nothing wrong with them either. There never was anything wrong with any of them. There was something wrong no. with the school system, but. Okay. You know, can't see the forest for the trees. It, it, yeah. And so, I, you know, we always suggest to parents, you know, so if the school won't give it to them, you do. Um, don't get them home and then start, you know, okay, well, we got to get to soccer, and then, and then and then we can't be late for soccer because when soccer's over, we got to go to Kung Fu. And, oh. and, 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 what? It amazes me. I'm, I look calendar at books. Yeah. Yes, I look at them, and it's almost like inventing the... the manifesting or they're creating mini me 
you know, instead of young children having freedom and climbing trees and having a certain amount of time where they can just run free, uh, they're creating the mini business people, you know, skills and with all these expectations and it's like, let it go, time to stop, get back to basics, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd love to see an education system, that, that's where it needs to be, right from the beginning, that teaches the child how to, if for whatever reason they feel disturbed or upset, because, you know, stuff happens. They learn that just simple stop and breathe brings them back into their centre. Three short breaths, you know, instead of a, an angry outburst or or parents feeling that something's wrong with them, they need medication, you know, nothing, no one needs medication, ah, get rid of it, it's like that, everything is perfect as it is, and when, when you're in your perfectness, or let's say, when you're in a, a clear state of mind, which means you're not overstimulated, you're not so busy with the schedule, but you're actually have made it a daily routine to have time for you so that you, you know that you're in a nice centered space, right? You're not in that space where you're trying to stretch yourself out and be and do lots of things at once. So I would say instead of being way out there, you're actually in your power. So you're, which ideally is where we all want to be. It's a beautiful place to be, you know, and then there's no silliness and people making up rules and, and then after spending millions of dollars on all these surveys and so forth, they tell you something that we all go, OMG, like we've always known that. Honestly, have we just paid? I, I've <laughs> often, the comment that I've attached to many of these Facebook posts is, I love it when science confirms what my heart has known since the dawn of creation. Because it, it, if that's what it takes, Hey, go for it. We got research bucks. Do what it just go for it. But it's it's almost like, you know, every parent is freaked out, you know, what do I do about the kids? And they lay down at night and they ask for the answer and they wake up in the morning and they y'all need to like swab your ears or something because it's not medication, <laughs> it's meditation. But um it's very close. I can understand the mis you know. Oh, no. Um I it's probably a good spot, speaking of, you know, uh, meditation and, 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 and yeah. things, probably a good spot. We're just past halfway to have a little break. And um, uh, then I, I definitely want to uh, hear some more about, you know, the books and your other things that you're doing. And uh, because you've got lots of good stuff that you do besides, you know, write books. <laughs> Gifts and books and talks and and uh, but really people it, it it education system corporate work system whatever it is if everybody just stop and have some quiet time and yeah, just be. And, and recess and you know or uh, you know and I know kids running free on the streets what are they what would you think uh, when we got home from school it was be home before the street lights come on and that was it you were loose you were on the street you know yeah. and yep and there were other neighbor kids out there, and sometimes you skinned your knees and things. Oh, well, gee. You know, and 
I think that with more of that from day one, you don't end up with teenagers that shoot each, each other because they've solved their little squabbles back when they were two. Uh, so just give them a little room to breathe again. I'm going to play a song from our friend Brian O'Neill uh, with the Dew Foundation and great artist. His uh, song, Room to Breathe Again. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us, folks.
Welcome back, everybody. Again, that was our friend Brian O'Neill. Uh, and we'll have his link up on the archive. Uh, and, but you can just look up Do Foundation, D-O. Uh, so somebody ought to do something. Oh, wait, I am somebody. Yeah, that's kind of what that's about. It's also D-O for Dorothy O'Neill. Uh, I have to mention Dorothy because, you know, Dorothy lives on. Huh. All right. Well, um, not to, you know, jump us right back in where we where we left off, but, you know, they've kind of, well, they've kind of, this education thing and this kids thing, and, and obviously youth and young people are very important uh, to you as well, because, you know, uh, kids' books, teen books, uh, that's the thing. Um, but... They've almost got it. Some of the schools here have these things they call timeout rooms. You know, so if the kid's being weird, they put them in this room. And, of course, now the rooms are industrial gray. Some of them have padded walls. Uh, oh. And they're so the, you know, some people have even called them tantrum rooms. And I'm like, okay, let's take the same rooms and let's paint them with clouds and purple dinosaurs and stuffs. <laughs> and, okay, if you don't want to put hard toys in there, put a bunch of stuffed animals in there or something. And 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 let them have a chill out room instead of a time out room. And you know, okay, you want to do yeah. you don't want to do what everybody's doing. You go in here and do your own thing for five minutes, and I'll be back to get you. You know, and I bet you you'd be amazed how many I don't pay attention in class would get solved. <laughs> I don't know, Rick. You know, if you um, start sending kids a room like that, they might just decide to stay in there because they'll be like, all right, yeah, right now I can finally hear myself think, you know, like, yeah. man. I ain't going back in there. I don't know whoever came up with the idea of putting this many children together in an enclosed space and expecting them to sit still for eight freaking hours, yeah. but um, yeah, I, come on. Always got they, me really, about this age come on. thing. Even, you can't even take adults and put them in an office space and expect them to sit still and pay attention for eight hours. You know they're on their computers surfing the internet, having internet sex with their friends in the other cubicles. Come on. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Now, you can try and program these kids as much as you want. But there is an, a little internal guidance system there that is screaming at this child, telling it, this is not right. What are you doing? You're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be somewhere else doing what you want to do. What do you want to do? Why aren't you doing it? And this is why these kids are so messed up, because their internal voice is at complete odds with everything that they're being taught externally is normal. Exactly, nicely put. <laughs> and 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 like any creature, if they feel threatened enough, pushed against enough in that inner guidance, they'll kick and scream and fight just like you were holding a pillow over their head. Yes. It, it, it's just normal, people. It's I, I don't know what is in the books under normal. That see, that's the thing. <laughs> yes. They got all these books with all these descriptions of what's abnormal. You know, these kids fidget. These, the, the list of symptoms for ADHD sounds like the list of symptoms of being five to me. Mm. It, it's, it's, but 
you know, it's that's the thing. They don't have normal in that book. They just have all these abnormal things. And you know, normal is for some kids to you know, be doing math problems by age 12 that most of us would never figure out in our entire life. But it's also mm-hmm. normal for some of them to be wandering around in the woods and for some of them to be playing with the Play-Doh until they've invented the next, you know, Michelangelo's David. It just is. And 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 when you want to make them all be still and make them all do the same thing, I mean... At the same time of day... How many of us laughed when I was a little kid? We had to... Hans Christian Andersen movie, and you know, here's all these kids in there singing their multiplication tables, and we're like, man, they're like robots. Well, oh. okay, it's just a little bit different robotishness, but kids mm-hmm. don't do that well. Mm-hmm. Have either of you come across the Anastasia School? It's based in Russia. No, haven't haven't heard of that one. No, well, uh, well have you heard of the Anastasia book? No, but I'm okay. interested. Tell, tell, oh, my gosh. Me. Well, certainly look that up because Anastasia is the one that was found in the in the forest um, and that she was – her parents actually passed away when she was a baby and so she's very, very connected with all life. You know, she's connected with all the animals, the plants and so on. Anyway, I won't go into that, although it is fantastic and well worth reading her books. Very activating, actually, because she's not – being programmed or put into systems, so she's very much at one, you know, which to me is our ideal, how we'd all love to be, you know, living in nature. Um, and anyway, her, the schools are based on her stories. That a man that found her has written a series of stories that have been given through her. He's translated them, and they have been translated into English. Now, they've had such a profound effect that over in Russia, they opened a school in her name, Anastasia, and it's based on this open learning, being in harmony, you know, with the food that you eat and grow, your entire environment. In fact, to the point that the students, they built the building. You know, they, so they, they were gifted the site, and then all together, you basically learn all the skills of life. So, from ages, say, six years through to 17, 18, so instead of going to university, they all, they're all all together, but they're small numbers, interesting enough. They're not big numbers of students. They may be 10, 10 students in a class, and they do not have a teacher as such because they all, they're synchronized perfectly, and they, the wisdom flows through them. And they realize that only if you hold the thought that you don't know or don't understand, for example, if a teacher was standing at the front of the class and the student asked a question or made a comment, that teacher's thought would affect the learning of the class. Am I making sense so far? Absolutely. Good, because the point I'm trying to make, it's it's fantastic. They're in complete flow and they synchronise. So all all students that have the answer, they do a regular curriculum like most of our children. It's the same curriculum. But interesting enough, by the time they've done their first couple of years, they've mastered it. 
Because what they're finding is that all the answers are flowing and it's not always the older child that, as we might expect, the older child teaching the younger children. It's, it's, it's everybody. So sometimes a brand new child can just channel the answer, if you like. You know, So the learning is just as it should be. It's just so easy, it's fun, it's playful. But it includes they grow their own food, they have those that cook, they have students that run the books, and so, you know, the power bills, um, the admin, admin side, and every single child, they start their day by diving into the river. Cold, this includes the winter time, because what they're learning to master their body. So they start their day by diving into the river, and then what's the routine? Oh, they, they have martial arts. So everything is in a, in a flow, and the child chooses what topic or what it is they want to, what interests them. So for example, if, you know, from, it might be the six-year-old girl says, I'm interested in cooking. So she will learn English, but cooking will be like her major. So she will learn about the growing of the vegetables, right from a seed, all the way through to the preparation and the table, which includes the nutrients. Um, so what I'm saying is they have a full understanding of the, what the food holds, the value of the food, all the nutrients in the food. So what this means is they also are so tuned in with their own body, they know what they need and when they need it. So if it, they're needing a little more vitamin C, for example, or vitamin Bs or magnesium for calming, um, they know what you know, more nuts, more fruit, what it is. Um, and they, everything flows and synchronizes. But at the end of the day, you know, over the period of time, they master whatever the, the subject is. And should they change their mind, you know, they, can, they have many options along the way what they can follow and study. But they're, they're doing all the basics, what we would learn in our school, and a lot more. Like life schools, they are actually running the schools. There well, are there are teachers, but not as we know them. You know, they hold a different role. Yeah, your example of the girl that likes to cook. She by the time she was done, she's learned practical mathematics, and she's a dietitian, and she's a, <laughs> a gardener, and it 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 uh, it reminds me of the Sudbury Valley School. Uh, that uh, we have it was started here in Sudbury Valley in the States, but there's Sudbury Valley type schools all over the planet now. And uh, again, they have teachers, but not like you might think of. And their teachers are not allowed, they're not permitted to even suggest a subject to a child. Now, if a child comes and says, I want to know how to X, the teacher can tell them where to find that information and help them find that information but um they've had kids that have gone there out of you know plucked up out of the regular education school that they go there uh one child was talking about he didn't do anything but play video games for the first year and nobody stopped him okay. and uh his parents were all freaking out they were like he's not learning to read when is he going to learn to read and he taught himself to read and like a month or two months the next year because he wanted to be able to read the books about the games. So when it was time to learn it and he wanted to learn it, he just bang, 
It was done, you know, and like kids do. And um, he's now a neuroscientist, and he specializes Uh in the effects of how 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 we interact with our environment. And it all came from his thing was video games, and he wanted to understand how that works because it was like when he would go out and play with his friends outside. It would. You know, you'd get hot, you'd get cold, you'd get sweaty, you you know. But you're just sitting there. What is it? And and so it, it, I like to hold up some of their kids as examples of, you know, well, what if we just let them do whatever they want? Yeah, well, they might be the next neuroscientist. No, no kid would pick. Well, this kid did pick that yeah. and loves it because, you know, Nobody ever told him he had to be that, or he couldn't be that, or he'd be mm. more employable if he studied something else. And he was free to follow his heart right from the beginning, and look where it led him. <laughs> right, even though it it looked a little, you know, dodgy to the parents and sure. outsiders <laughs> at the beginning. They were like, come on now, I thought this was, what are you doing? And, and, and so... That's really Sudbury Valley Administration's main job is to calm the parents down long enough for the kids to find their <laughs> passion. Yes, because I even did. You go, Jim. Oh, I did. I did check out um, Ringing Cedars website. Oh ah, well. School, yes. And that's freaking awesome. I'm going to try isn't and contact it? them. Yes, and they have a network, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it just magnificent? Those children. What? I'd like to talk to them. I'd like to get them on the air and like, why not? You know. Yeah, what a great idea. That's what the internet's for. So why not send them? It's like, look, I want to talk to you. I want to know why you guys do this and how you're doing it and what you're getting from it. And you know, I think it's absolutely brilliant that this idea came out of this young woman who went through what most people would view as as an absolute (laughs) traumatic experience, yet look how much beauty has come out of that. Yes. Uh, Interesting enough, her story, you know, as you say, if if we met somebody and they said that their parents passed away and they were two and a half years old, we would go, wow, how did you manage or who took care of you? In her case... She explains in her book, her grandfather and her great-grandfather, they lived in a glade nearby, so I'm not sure in miles how far away, but the point was they they used telepathy, so and they never wanted to interfere with her and her growth. So when she required them for whatever, she would just you know, call them telepathy instead of technology like us, she would just call them and they would come. But she found, because she was totally untouched by the outside world, she developed her senses, as I believe we have the capability, when, uh, how do I put this, eventually, you know, she, she is able to tap into all of our world. She can tap into, she'll give you a full understanding of anything. In fact, when, when you, when, the Vladimir is the, the man that met her and wrote the question, uh, wrote the book. 
when he asked her questions, she could answer anything, anything that occurred, anything in knowledge, anything to do with the history of Earth. She would just instantly answer it because she has access. She says, of course, all of us have this access to this infinite knowledge. But also, interesting enough, she also exposed a lot of, uh, let's say, what we have been taught as history, and we've been told, you know, how untrue it is, you know, and how it's been manipulated or rearranged. So, you know, she's able to, she'll give him the fact that we've been told, and she'll give him the date, the year, the time, but then she'll all, also, she very beautifully, it's like coming from that loving state, that loving wisdom, you might say. She's able to just help the consciousness to understand another way, if that's making sense. You know, when we've been brought up in such a structured way, the belief system, you know, told when to eat, when to go to sleep, when to, you know, which isn't natural, right. you know. You know, um, so she beautifully through her storybooks, Oh, it's such a wonderful read. It really is for all of us because it's a really good awaken to how far we've come from what we really are, you know, and how we're designed to be. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it is a wonderful topic and, and it, it would be magnificent truly to interview them, Jean, because you can imagine how much they came, what they came up against, you know. Oh, uh, I... Oh. Wow. <laughs> incredible, incredible. And you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure that they um they they had to they had to really stand their ground, you know, mm-hmm. as far as as far as making this a reality for the for themselves. But at the same time when you see something that powerful and you tap into mm-hmm. that kind of truth and you know that you can have that why would you allow anything to stop you? Exactly. Yes. And I believe they have a video that you can purchase um, which shows you how they live and it demonstrates and it and it interviews the children. Now, just watching that, you can feel. You can feel their brilliance and you can feel how whole they are. Whereas if you video, if you walked into a classroom and just asked the child, excuse me, you know, I have a couple of questions, you can see, you know, every child has brilliance in one way or another, you know, they have a light or a spark. But when you see children in their perfectness or in what is much closer to ideal or natural, really, you can see how the light they are and how bright they are and how much they shine. It, just watching the video alone, you can really feel, you know, it, because it, it touches your heart because you know in your heart this is... This is right. This is how we're meant to be. And a regular classroom is so far from that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's interesting. My daughter's in the middle of exams right now. Um, she's 16 and she goes to an ordinary public high school. And she's in the middle of exams. And they've been explaining some of, some of the way that the exams are structured. And I, I was talking to a couple of the teens today and I'm just like, I just don't get it. I mean, here I am, a parent who I'm hoping to homeschool her next year because I just don't get it. I don't get it. There's no alternative schools available in my area. So it's either homeschool her or put her in the public system. But I'm at the point where I'm listening to the stuff that she's learning, and 
I can't wrap my head around it. I don't mm. understand how they can possibly think that their methodology is conducive to child growing and expanding mm. their own sense of self-worth. Mm. And that, to me, is the most bloody important element to a child's growth is the sense of self-worth. And our schools, quite frankly, our public school system is designed to do the exact opposite of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like that kid with the with the video games. What? How many parents, and I'm not saying that every kid that only wants to play video games is going to turn out that way, but not every kid is... <laughs> Not every kid is going to do only that for like a year. and But that's the kind of, that I can imagine, you know, this three-year-old child, you how she taps into things. Well, because you're three years old, you look at something and you go, what the hell is that? Yeah. And the, the natural tendency of the three-year-old is to kind of sit there and stare at it until they know. Yeah. <laughs> and you go, well, how? And it, yes, because all the answers are in nature. And she explains it beautifully, actually, just by sitting and observing all the wisdom, all the knowledge and the answers, it all flows into you because you have, hey, this is perfect, the childlike state of just being fully present in the moment. So the answers just flow. And then the child will think of a question as they're observing, and the answers flow. And it just, it, it just continues. And suddenly you realize, imagine being so uninterrupted, you know, you're not influenced by anything outside of this perfection. How brilliant, how magnificent, you know. This is, I just would like to um, put out the thought of, you know, seeing this as our normal and seeing this in everyday school, you know, having this as our mainstream school, you know, because... But these children are also teaching the parents. They're here now, the young ones, to help undo all the programming of their parents, you know, and to help get them into that place of being. Let go. Just let go and be. And who are you, by the way, mother, father? You know, who are you? When was the last time you sat down and really looked at yourself, not looking in the mirror or... But, um, you know, the children, are, they've, got a, they've got their hands full, you know, these new children trying to break down and break through all the old while laying down the new, you know, and working with what they have. And, yeah, it's pretty awesome, though, at the end of the day, isn't it? This is a pretty awesome time. And, you know, oh. back to the awareness, we, we are aware on a daily basis. Our awareness is opening just more and more and you think of, you know, the technology, Facebook, what what we're being, what's shared and what's been made available, it's magnificent. And the, and when we choose to tap into that, you know, it becomes more, well, morphic fields, it's a perfect one, morphic fields, okay? You can either, you have a choice every moment of every day. You can tap into the morphic field of the consciousness, which is in fear or you can tap into a morphic field of who is it that you admire or who is it that inspires you or what is your goal, your dream, your ambition. You know, tap into those people, tap into that reality, then you're giving your power to that. 
And as we're talking about the schooling and the Anastasia, you know, we all got excited about it and like, wow, man, this is where we need to be. This is where it's at. So we're giving our energy and our power to the that morphic field. We're helping to feed that. It's completely the reverse of um, resistance or, you know, yeah, resistance, really. It's uh, That's where it's at. It's just pull yourself up and focus only on whatever makes you feel good, whatever inspires you, or whatever you aspire to do, to achieve. What do you want for your children? What do you want for yourself? What do you want for your grandchildren? Your animals, you know? Um, how do you want your tomorrow to be? Start right now focusing on everything in this very moment that is good. And then everything that inspires you. The food that you eat, the choices that you make. You know, the water has consciousness. Don't forget the water, the most essential thing with air that we breathe. That water that we're drinking, don't forget to appreciate that water. You know, scientists know that water has a memory. Dr. Moto, magnificent. And I, I, I believe that, yeah. yes, he has free downloads for the children too to help understand the consciousness of the water and how it affects us. Um, also, I, I believe that Dr. Moto has free downloads for the parents. Oh, yeah, for both both ends because he knows that both got to remember because there's so much of this that, that, you know, was basically in indigenous wisdom. And uh, it wasn't even necessarily so much that it was passed down from one generation to another. It just, you know, herbal medicine. Yeah, well, you watch. Every time that the that the bear gets sick, it eats that thing. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like the bear looks. I'm going to go eat some of it. Oh, I feel better. It, yes. it, but none of that gets transferred because... You know, no distraction. Well, no indigenous <laughs> elder would have thought to bother to teach a child that because surely the child mm -hmm. saw that. But mm -hmm. if you're not present in the moment, you know, and, mm -hmm. and and so we look back in ancient texts and we go, well, how come they didn't talk about this? Well, because they didn't think they had to, for heaven's sakes. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> because back in the day, common sense was common. That's why it's yeah. called common sense. Bring it's not common <laughs> anymore. But it was when they named it common sense. <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. You know, you gotta protect these kids. But what? You look at the kids who most were rural kids until until twenty to thirty years ago and and uh, there were more rural kids than urban kids and uh, by the time they're five they've watched stuff get born and die and yeah. they've watched life happen around them on the farm and you know, now kids see it on TV. It's not quite the same. Well, this is amazing. We, you know, we fortunately have, we have a lifestyle block and that's exactly what we decided for our children was to have, to experience life, you know. So from chickens to growing our own meat. So, you know, our children from very young in a supermarket, if they saw meat, you know, they would relate it to our animal. You know, is that, is that Betty the pig? Is that, you know, because they understood the cycle, whereas it was amazing the amount of children that, that only ever related to a supermarket a packaged piece of 
They didn't even know what capsicums and things were that my children were taking to school, but they were growing themselves. You know, they 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 were already. This is going back ten years ago. They were already away from the essential things in life. Well, you know, oh. where did an egg come from? Holy Moses! What? Yeah. Have we, yeah. What do you mean carrots have been in the dirt? <laughs> the egg comes from the supermarket. Well, I've got news for you. Come visit our house, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's lovely. And also, with this lifestyle, the children, everybody has a role. So every child from very young, you know, our children, they've been cutting the wood with a very sharp axe. You know, that's how they learn. They chop the wood. They fill the firebox. They take care of the animals. They feed the chickens. They collect the eggs. You know, so... At every age, they've had a contribution. You know, we as a family all work together, whatever it was. And as they've grown, so is the responsibility, the pocket money. <laughs> um, you know, well, so this, yeah, you go. <laughs> well, I just think it allows children to naturally gravitate towards their passion, mm. as opposed yeah. to, you know, even if you the school doesn't tell you what job you should take and study for because it's what we need right now. We have a shortage. Even if they don't do that, you're still kind of stuck with what they talk about at school. That's exactly what my... You know, go from school to home to school to home. Well, that's it. It's TV and school. And school sucks, so we're doing what's on TV. So they're all out there, you know, in fantasy land. Yeah. That's what my, my children found school to be very boring. It's quite interesting because the teachers would say how highly creative our children were and are, and not like the other, you know, more the city, more city-type children because of what you just said. Their, their daily routine was about television and school, whereas our children, the television was very... It's rare, and it's a documentary, you know. It, it's, so they would come home, they would eat, drink, then do their chores, then they get out a pocket knife and make a bow and arrow, you know, or go fishing across the road, you know, or experience. Yeah, and it doesn't... Not not TV. (laughs) You know, I'll just point out for folks that might be in trepidation by this point that we're not, you know, uh, at least I'm not, saying let's all go back to where we live in teepees. Uh, (laughs) Like I said, this this kid that was left to his own devices has become a neuroscientist. It, it, It... it, all the things that need to get done will get done, yeah. and and it, it, that's a hard one to perhaps get the trust in. But you know, just keep listening. But, but it, we'll, we'll it really just all out. boils oh. down to to us <laughs> as adults getting out of their way. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it is. We need yeah. to get out of their way. We need to stop imposing our belief in who they should and could be on them because it's our perceptions, it's not theirs, and we need to get out of their way and allow them to grow into the people that they are. Yes. Yes. And let uh, go. Let go. <laughs> yeah, let go of the assumptions, let go of the required outcomes, let go, you know. Look, just I was born in 1963. Do you think there's any way that, you know, in those first seven years of my life that my parents could have even imagined the world that we live in today? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so how was it they were supposed to get me ready for it? Yeah. By exactly. some prescription of exactly. study only this. Exactly. You get people 
you you expose them to as much as possible. It's where their heart leads them, and then they'll end up in the right place. Anyway, um, we do want to be sure for our podcast listeners who are legion uh, that we get um, your link. It's fairly simple. It's um, Kimaya, K-I-M-A-Y-A dot C-O dot N-Z, or uh, I suppose I should say N-Z. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> and uh, from there, you can uh, you can find links to her books and uh, uh, news and get a bit of the story and uh, shoot me a question if you like. Yeah, right. Then <laughs> she's got some freebies there on the website. We like freebies. Yeah, sure. Everybody likes freebies. And yeah. um, uh, so watch for all that. We'll have links, of course, uh, to that in her Facebook page and to the things that we've discussed tonight. Um, on our archive, which will go up uh, across the weekend, and uh, uh, but between now and the weekend, we have a show like at one p.m. tomorrow or something Eastern time. Yes, we do. We are going to be bantering with Simon on the sofa from Malta. How cool is that? How cool is that? <laughs> We're talking about this back around the world thing, and you know we. We still keep our Tuesday and Thursday shows at the same time because we've gotten used to it, uh, and so listeners probably have. But we're just—I'm excited about this Wednesday edition where we can do shows at ten o'clock in the morning, at noon, at one, uh, because uh, we've got so many friends in Europe that just—you know—what? You want me to come on the radio at three a.m.? I don't know my own name at three a.m. <laughs> and and. I understand how they feel, so <laughs> this is really cool. Um, and then uh, uh, Thursday, of course, we'll have a show again Thursday evening. We have a schedule, and we're, st- we're still, as sometimes happens, things change sometimes. But I imagine yeah, we'll be here. We might we might have had a shift in guests, although for the moment we have um, Susan Wilson, who's a raw food expert, scheduled in uh, oh. for Thursday night. But uh, it's possible last, that that might have to change. Well, the last time so, a guest we'll just we just flat last touch with a guest, somebody just like appeared. That <laughs> yeah, and so it was we'll the see. most synchronous we'll thing. Who so you never know. Pops so, up on Thursday. As we say, we don't schedule these things. It's kind of like apparently we're going to talk <laughs> to the guys from Ringing Cedars now, and see, that's what we mean when we say we don't schedule this show. It yeah. schedules itself. Is things just come and. Because uh, I've heard of them before, and I know Jean has been passing at least, and but now here it is, so it's Hi. time. It's time. Yes. Thank you so much for coming oh, to play with us tonight, Kim. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a joy, and I'll certainly be tuned in and following you guys. It's fantastic what you're doing. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, thanks. We're oh, thank you. Having fun. We just show up. Yeah. <laughs> You you're leading by example. You see, you're just being <laughs> perfect. Just show up. Yeah, two two weeks from today, I'm moving to Costa Rica, and people are like, cool. What are you going to do there? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll tell you when I get there. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> so, the radio show, of course. We we there there should be no hiccups or hitches in that. That was my only question: was do I have good internet? So it's Thank on. You. Um. So we hope everybody can uh, join us tomorrow, uh, and and of course again on Thursday, uh, 
But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.